0: That sounded pretty good, Stu. <laughs> sounded all right to me. I think that's from The Hangover. I've been saying that with my my dad yeah. says it a lot, too, where it's just like, did you know that? It's like, do you think I... Yeah, it's one of those things. Someone will say something, and I'll be like, I think you're right, Stu. And I know one of the characters in that movie was named Stu. And I think the one guy's like, do you think I don't know that, Stu? <laughs> and so, like that, entered my lexicon for the last decade, and it it's it's just there
1: for a long time. I had a habit of saying, uh, "You know, Morty, when you're right, you're right." And you know what? <laughs> you're right.
0: It's kind of funny the things that poison our brains.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I listened to like one episode of a podcast where, and it was like a podcast that like my friends do. It wasn't even like a like a real podcast, and. They, like, one of the guys said, how's it and dangin, dangin'? And I said that for, like, two years afterwards. That's awesome. That guy didn't even remember he had said that, but it was a permanent part of my speech for two years. Shout out to Screams After Midnight, even though this is probably gonna get edited out.
0: No, I'll probably keep this. This is fun. <laughs> my My brother... Used to watch and still kind of does uh, watch Homestar Runner. And so mm-hmm. every once in a while well, he'll just say something really stupid. And I'll be like, Oh, that's got to be from Homestar Runner. And he's like, Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. B- Homestar Runner poisoned a generation.
0: Yeah. He's like, I really want to meet the creators of that so I can tell them they like permanently altered my lexicon in ways that I don't think I can ever fix.
1: Yeah. One of them was on uh, Gravity Falls. Yo. Mm-hmm.
0: They were in the commentary too, if you have the Blu ray.
1: You know, I. Ac- I might have the Blu-ray.
0: If you ever, if you haven't watched Gravity Falls with commentary, I highly recommend it. It is fantastic commentary. It's super fun.
1: That sounds delightful. And Alex Hirsch gets to talk
0: about how every episode almost killed him in some way. Mostly mentally.
1: Yeah, which is why, as much as I feel like, well, I feel like fumbled endings is gonna be a, a theme tonight, but um, I don't think that Gravity Falls fumbled its ending, I just think that, like... I don't know it could have been executed better but also it was literally like causing alex like mental and physical ruin on his body the way that he uh micromanaged everything on gravity falls which you know like it was his like baby it was his, his the child of his his hearts and his his dreams so yeah i don't i, don't I think blame gravity him. falls had
0: a perfectly fine ending i quite like it actually i could see like. Going from first episode to last episode, like the the gap between what's going on is pretty big. Like I, I and and you know, there's a case to be made. Like if they had a couple more episodes to really like help continue this kind of bridging from these kids are on vacation in a weird area that might have some spooky stuff to the literal end of the world. <laughs> like, I that's feel a like
1: lot. there could have been like a pretty good arc of like first season is just them getting used to, like, the fact that they live in this crazy town. And then the second season, like, maybe midway through is when they meet Ford and then, like, dealing with that for, like, the rest of the season and then maybe uh, reserve Apocalypse for uh, the third season. But, you know, just didn't shake out that way. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm happy with what we got. Oh, I am too. Absolutely. Like, I... I am not unhappy with it by any stretch. It just felt like it sort of, like, rocketed towards the end there. Yeah. So,
0: that's a good way to bridge into what we are, which is, by the way, this is Warrior Chats on Opinions Are Cheap uh, (laughs) with Emily and Chad.
1: This is Centaur Chats.
0: Uh, And uh, today we're going to be talking about Centaur World, that hot Netflix show with the centaurs and their world.
1: Yeah, we sure are, because I uh, I put this evil on you, Chad, and you've been slowly watching it over the course of, like, the past, I don't know, like, month, two months? I think it's been more like three or four, because I watched season one,
0: and then I took a break to watch some other stuff, and then I came back and watched season two.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: That sounds about right. So- my my initial question, so, like, I would wholeheartedly recommend everybody watch Gravity Falls. I think it's great. I don't think I would do that with Centaur World. This is such a... D- disagree. That I, was everybody. my first question. And I know you recommended it to me, but you also know my tastes <laughs> and also enjoy inflicting harm upon me.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um. Okay, would I recommend Centaur World to people? I guess really and truly I would mostly only recommend it to people that I know like animation. Actually, one of the weirdest things about Centaur World is that I have no fucking idea what demographic it is supposed to be for except for me. Like I'm yeah. like, "Oh, I see what like why this appeals to me. I don't know how it is supposed to appeal to everyone else." <laughs> It's
0: funny because like I, the building blocks of it seem so specific because <laughs> it reminds me of anime a bit it's musicals it's uh just cartoons in general from like the kinds you'd watch when you were younger, but then it's also adult swim cartoons, and it's like got a, an overarching story so it's not just episodic it's like you know this like like avatar or something right like there there's a goal and they're all trying to get to that goal for every episode, and it's such a weird set of building blocks and the the humor like bounces around from just like absurdist slapstick to really blue to like really dark or or just absurd like it it, it's everything I watched I think growing up till now but that includes the bad stuff too
1: (laughs) yeah it's just like ostensibly it is a Y7 show that is what Netflix has it categorized as but like I have a hard time feeling like this is also for children like I can't I guess okay I can imagine a seven-year-old watching and enjoying this because it's like pretty colors and like fun songs and stuff but like (laughs) it is just so it is such a strange animal much like its characters (laughs) yeah i feel like there's so many
0: jokes aimed at my age group or at least older than there are
1: so many jokes that are squarely aimed at like late 20s early 30s like demographic people but also like that was the case for a lot of stuff that i remember watching as a kid too there was plenty of stuff that There were references being made that I didn't fully put together, even just like pop culture references that I didn't fully put together until I was an adult thinking about it later. Like, no child is going to watch season two of Centaur World and understand that when uh, Glendale is captured by the cold tars, she's doing like an Elizabeth Holmes bit. There may be yeah. some adults that that don't get that bit either, but you know what? I liked it. And then there's like,
0: the, on the reverse, even with, with with Glendale, this whole like, she's almost like this weird apocalyptic creature, which is like, everything will one day end up in my portal tummy as she like obsessively steals everything around her and just shoves it into this bottomless pit inside her.
1: Oh, I think kids would love a character that just likes to steal. That part, yes, but then there's, like, I feel like there's, like, this weird
0: cosmic existential shit behind her, though, that is so- Oh, absolutely. So weird that, like, yeah, I don't know if a seven-year-old's gonna pick up on that.
1: Oh, there's a level of existentialism to Glendale that children would definitely not pick up on, but she is the type of character that would appeal to children because of her, like, chaotic nature.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like the Pinkie Pie.
1: I didn't tell you this, but I watched- um, I I kind of lied to you. I said a couple days ago I hadn't finished my rewatch. That was a fabrication. I had not started my rewatch. I watched all of the show today. Dude, that's not really- I watched 8 hours <laughs> of Centaur okay? World. Yeah, I took do a, a to, l- Do we need to have a different conversation I about took a, how you're I, not okay? I took a lunch break. I uh played some Pokemon Legends Arceus while I was watching some of season 1 because I've seen season 1 like 3 times, but I wanted to just make sure that I was I was good and up on it. So I was like filling out my Pokédex while I was also singing along to to songs. But Sure. You know. <laughs>
0: I don't know if there's anything specific you want to cover then. I just finished the 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 last the second season. So I have like yes. a lot of thoughts on that, mostly the last like hour and a half long episode.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing is because like I feel like something about watching both seasons in like almost one sitting today really puts in stark contrast like the way that Season one has really good pacing, I would say, right up until maybe, like, the last episode, I feel like things are a little bit more wonky, but, like, or the last couple, you know, like, the the end of season one, but, like, they have, like, goals, they have, like, objectives, and they have to, like get that taken care of before they can get to the end of the season. And then, like, season two feels like it sort of meanders a bit. Like, one of the things I thought about season one was that they maybe didn't have enough episodes. But then season two, I feel like, has an adequate amount of episodes, but they maybe don't utilize all of that time as good as they could have. Like, we didn't really need... As many jokes about Twitter fandom in the episode with the bird tours, like I thought a lot of it was very funny, but I also thought there was a little much of it. Yeah, it feels like it lingers.
0: I know. I I would agree with that. I think, and it it really comes down to like, there's such a clear goal in season one. Horace wants to get the fuck out of Centaur World because it's mm-hmm. stupid, and it's like right there with you, buddy. I get you. <laughs> we are in this together. And then season two, it's like, we have to build an army and train them how to fight so we can stop the Nowhere King. And it's like, that's a different kind of goal. And so part of the meandering is like, well, we'll just go to all the big centaur world kingdoms and try to build an army and see if that mm-hmm. works. Like, it makes sense on paper, but in practice, some of it loses the plot, I guess. Like, okay, they yeah. go with the bird tars and then they spend most of that episode being super meta. And it's like, that would have been fun for a bit. But it does kind of drag. I think the uh, the cold Tars is another one where it
1: just like it's fun for a bit. Especially the I love the breathe in a bag song. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. Look, I know that you're not as into like, I don't know, musical theater type stuff as I am, but so I I some of these songs get me in that like musical theater spot that probably doesn't resonate as much with you (laughs) i don't have a
0: problem with the songs at all it's just most of them are so stupid
1: well i mean yeah i don't necessarily see that entirely as a a bad thing it's it's kind of not except it depends on the song
0: right well the breathe in a bag song is like funny for a bit and then it goes on probably longer than it needs to And then, like, in the final battle, it gets reprised, and that's really dumb, because at that point... Well, they reprised all the songs. I know, and that was a horrible thing to do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't dislike it, but I can see why you might not, you know? Uh, The the show had this consistent problem,
0: less so in the first season, more so in the second, of balancing its world-really-weird-wacky cartoon, ha-ha-this-is-funny, with... There's a war going on, and people are dying, and mm-hmm. it's bad. Things are on fire. Mm-hmm. And it never, to me, quite bridged that thing. Like, it it tried so hard, and I kind of mm-hmm. appreciate the effort, but it just never, never stuck it.
1: Yeah. I feel like they kind of tried to do some of that with the... The ongoing plotline of the character Stabby, who goes from being, I mean, much of the same way as uh, Horse in season one goes from being, like, this hardened denizen of the war world to a, like, squishy centaur world character.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, if two marshmallows got together...
1: You I recall while you were going through season two, were not the biggest fan of the Stabby stuff. Do you wanna how did how did you feel about the arc of that character? Cause I actually I quite like Stabby. I don't like that he his tongue looks like he's just got a bone that he's got in his mouth at all times. But uh I <laughs> I actually really liked the the Daddleton plot line throughout season two but you seem to have felt differently I feel like
0: I mean the show operates on extremes, so the fact that this was also extreme doesn't surprise me but like so okay what would um the hell's his name Durpleton is carrying around this lizard with a sword in his back like for that first episode (laughs) I was like oh god he's just carrying around a corpse
1: well that's what you're supposed to think yeah and I was like
0: oh I saw this in uh the drawn together movie when Captain Hero is carrying around a, a corpse and being like, this is my new wife, Molly. And it's like, oh, oh, Captain Hero, why you got to fuck the bodies?
1: That movie's horrible.
0: I just. Oh, man. I don't want to talk about it. I just needed to say that. <laughs> right, on the record, I love Drawn Together. That movie makes me laugh really hard, but I
1: no, I'm, it, is a, it is a horrible movie. <laughs> I, I have a higher opinion on Drawn Together, the TV show, but I've seen more of the movie for like various reasons that are unimportant to this conversation
0: the the downgrade in animation quality oof really did it a service
1: but that's
0: so that was my first thought is like oh god he's just going to carry around a corpse of it and then it turns out the corpse is still alive and it's like well he's just carrying around like a prisoner of war I, that's weird and and it's like literally the stupidest you know warden in centaur world which is saying something cuz pretty much everybody in centaur world is dumb as fuck and the way he treats stabby uh when stabby is still like a full sized uh giant lizard that would probably really like to escape and go back to you know the nowhere king like it's so creepy it is so weird I don't it, it legitimately kind of made me uncomfortable. And then it, you get to the point where he's like I'm 45, my name is Bone Crusher and you're just like, okay that's funny. But also you're just reinforcing my, my point here, buddy. And then he he turns into a little guy and it's like he doesn't lose his memories. He's still literally a forty five year old. He just has this surrogate father now, which I can kind of see him wanting because he's, like, a chimera of pain and death. Like, he <laughs> he never had a father.
1: Well, if we take into consideration what we learn about, like, the creation of the minotaurs, like, ostensibly, this was, like, a guy and an animal that got forcibly combined. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, maybe the... Maybe the little guy's going through a lot and needs like a, I was going to say a strong father figure, but I don't know that I would describe Durpleton as strong by any stretch. No, the whole thing is
0: strange. And like the payoff is, is fine. Like I, I get the arc. I don't think it, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just that it's so bizarre, even for this show that I second guess things and it makes me just like continue to go like, who is this for? Whose idea was this and why? Like, when, when they're, all of the Minotaurs are frozen and Ryder's like, okay, well, I guess we're just gonna have to start lopping them apart. And Durableton's just like, I, I vote we don't do that. And Stabby's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with the lopping method. And it's like, that's really funny to me because it's like, oh, yeah, it's been a bit, but he has, he you know, he was actually <laughs> oh, a fucking oh, what Minotaur is creature. He's
1: got that really good line that it's like, I've got incalculable corpses on my conscience or something. Yeah, like... he's like, Daddy, can I have my sippy cup? And it's just it's like, so good. it's funny, but it's so weird. It's like,
0: what? And, and that's partly like, I know like Centaur World as a place, like if you enjoy being there will like physically affect you. And so I think it's just part of that where he's just totally fine with his new role in life and he's embracing it. I mean, it Horse is the same way, right? All of a sudden she's like really, she's singing mm-hmm. and doing show tunes like She's not being pestered into it. She's just doing it. Uh, all, all the weird shit that she has to do I mean, to try she, and- I mean, she,
1: like, she got over her aversion to bursting into show tunes within the first episode of the show. Because she has, like, the- That's true. She has, like, the big, uh, like, dueling duet with Wama Wink where she's singing to the rest of the, herb and, er, the herd and, uh, like, Horace wants them to, like, you know- break out of the dome that they're living under and, like, chase adventure and, like, live their own lives and Wama Wink wants to, like, you know, keep them in the, the dome where she can protect them and they have, like, their song off.
0: Yeah, that's true. I I, I don't know. I, I I do think that, like, the longer horses in the centaur world, the more okay she is with the absurdities of it and just being there, right? Like, it, it does kind of become her home. And yeah, so, no, I
1: I mean she literally she becomes a shaman at yeah. the end of the series which is one of the like most important positions you can have in Centaur World. Admittedly, she's one of the
0: few intelligent things in Centaur World, so she probably <laughs> deserves it.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I want Centaur World the movie where uh at the end of the movie Horse gets like a cent gets like a centaur body, and we also get to see uh, we also get to see Rider with like a full centaur world tunification.
0: No, I don't want either of those things.
1: I just feel like that's a natural progression for both of their characters. I hate it when
0: Rider's hair turned purple. <laughs> it looks so dumb. I,
1: it looks dumb with her current character model but i feel like they could make it work if they actually like went all out with cartoony writer i mean
0: yeah i just don't know if i want it like i get i get it symbolically (laughs) that it's a good thing i think it's bad character design and i hate i hated when horse's hair turned too and she's like started turning into this goofy looking like two marshmallows
1: i yeah it well they say in the show two beach balls is the the phrase that they keep using <laughs> to describe centaur or, oh is it beach balls uh to describe a horse in centaur world but also like how would they know what a beach ball is i need to know more about <laughs> i'm pretty sure comfortable dog references
0: the state of texas in his second song yeah continuity like, errors we uh, Glendale speaks Spanish, like, half the time she talks.
1: Uh, not half the time, but, like, for one episode, she speaks a considerable amount of Spanish, where she is, uh, it's when they have to go to the Moltars, but, like, she is a, she, cause you remember in season one, she broke out of Moltar prison, so she's, uh, you know, uh, a convict on the run, as far as Moltar society goes, so she's in her alter ego, uh, West Covina. <laughs> Which is actually like it's the name of a a city in California, but specifically knowing the creators, I'm fairly certain that this is a reference to uh the musical television show Crazy Ex Girlfriend, which takes place in West Covina, California. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's like a deliberate reference. She also, I think, at one point pulls out the Titanic from her portal tummy.
0: Like, there's a lot of <laughs> continuity errors in this in this show. It is funny though, where, the, where it is like, yeah, how do you guys know what a beach ball is? Um, but who cares, right? Because it's a funny joke.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have a lot of thoughts about the end, which honestly, like, I, I'm not going to try to predict what I think that you're feeling about this, but I'm going to say I feel like. I feel like that last hour and 15 minute episode is, like, one of the best episodes of a cartoon. Like, it it has some issues, like, with the way that it relates to the rest of the season and how it's trying to tie everything up. But, like, in and of itself, like... Watching it again, like today, I still cried. <laughs> like even knowing everything that's happening, like I still got really emotional. But I mean, like I cry over everything. But you not not the point. Uh, I think that the last episode is really fucking good, and I really wish that the last, I wish that the first half of season two could kind of rise to the level of the second half. But I feel like you maybe don't feel as high on it as I do.
0: I don't. And like, okay, like broad strokes. The last episode is a really strong finale to this show. I have nitpicks that go deep enough for me I, where I, it's one of those things like I don't think I would recommend this show. And part of the reason is some of the things that happened in the last episode, because I just think yeah? really bad decisions. Okay. Lay it uh, on me. So, writers living through her encounter was horseshit <laughs> that and i was so i was like really getting emotionally invested in like oh god they just killed Ryder that's insane that they did that but also i'm kind of proud of them and like we get the song we get the, the the lighting changes and like the musical cues i'm just like oh my god they killed Ryder. And like a minute later she's fucking alive but has a bandage on her head for a head wound she didn't get I- and I'll it's admit- like fuck fuck you i cannot believe you tried to jerk me off that way show i was so mad i i was like i was like this this kind of ruined it like and i don't think this was their idea i think fucking netflix made him do this because like guys it's a tvy 7 show you can't murder one of the main characters
1: yeah see the thing is is like i i don't disagree i think that killing off Ryder would have been like it kind of feels like the natural progression and like it really feels like they're going to kill her in the episode but also like I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm a baby. Like, I was so glad when she made it. I was so excited that she didn't die. I didn't want I didn't want that to happen. And I don't
0: want like, her to die. I just I just want her to die.
1: I feel like if they were gonna keep the show going, that maybe like I would have been okay with them killing writers so that we could see like how that like, goes on to affect horse and stuff, but, like, as the ending of the show, I'm... I'm sorry. I kind of want a little bit of the happy ending. But that's, like... It might be cheap, but... It doesn't bridge the tone, right? Like, no, none of the
0: main characters really die, which is fine because it's a kid's show, but at the same time, like, you're showing the brutality of this war. The Minotaurs Mm -hmm. are, like, very physically imposing and scary, but then, when they actually start fighting, it's only like it's like teenage mutant ninja turtle shit, where we can knock you over, we can push you, but no one can, no one can actually get hurt. Like, you know, what there's they should no real danger, except the nowhere can get his head cut off. That was cool. You know, what they should done what?
1: They should have killed comfortable Doug. No, look, and I understand. I love comfortable Doug. I don't want him to die, but I feel like, in a way, like if they were able to, like. If they were able to really do that, I think that would actually be a really interesting way of bridging that gap. Because, like, he's, like, the goof character. He, like, can travel through time and space. Like, you think that he's impervious because he's the joke. But then, like, killing him could be, like, a really, like, powerful and poignant moment for the cast. I don't know.
0: No, I, I don't disagree with that, actually. Like, it I, was I think just somebody should have been... Someone should have at least lost a limb.
1: I, yeah, I would have been okay with, like, Ryder losing an arm or something. Like? Or even, like, one of the centaurs. Like, for some reason, I think the idea of having permanent, like, bad physical consequences happen to one of the centaur world natives seems a little more significant to me. Like, do, sure. you, do you get that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, j- it just it it's one of those things where the nowhere king's backstory was like really strong and interesting and there's clearly a lot at stake to what's happening it, you know what it reminded me of is uh the movie tenet the the final the final climactic fight in in, in the uh Christopher Nolan action time travel movie
1: uh-huh is i i haven't seen it but i oh. don't, i don't care about spoilers so like you know it's just like, they're,
0: they're, we're being told there's this crazy fight going on, but we're not really seeing it. It's no. a really weirdly directed action scene because there's like explosions, but you don't really see anybody getting hurt. We're told there's so much at stake and shown uh-huh. almost none of it. And I, I don't, don't understand disagree. why. And I feel like this was kind of like that. I don't mind the slapstick fighting. It's just, it, it goes back to that. Like It has this, this darkness in this show that it really wants you to know exists, and then it can't bring the two together and it's like yeah if you would have killed off comfortable Doug, that that honestly would have been a really interesting solution to the problem
1: mm-hmm. so what else did you not like about the finale um i mean the, some of the stuff was a little
0: smaller than than obviously that. that's probably the biggest thing yeah but like you know she horse sacrifices herself goes to the door king's head and is just like sings a sad song about how she's basically going to be here forever but at least she stopped the war and then she just farts for like 20 seconds
1: and you're like you didn't need to do that <laughs> The fart jokes throughout Centaur World uh, have not been my favorite. And it's just, I don't... It feels like kids' shows feel like they need to include fart jokes. I don't know. Maybe it's just that I don't like fart jokes. So it always seems forced when, like, I see it happen. But, like... I don't care that they made it integral to Durpleton's character with, like, his trauma or whatever. Like, I still find it, like, aggravating and stupid and...
0: So I don't mind a good fart joke because I'm immature. I don't think there are any good fart jokes in this show. There's a handful of them. And some of them are really abrasive and in-your-face, but, like, none of them are funny. They're just... They don't fit. And, like, with season one, Durpleton, it's like... Fine, this sucks, but it's like one episode and it's one song. It's not like the end of the world. Though, what happened in the the, the finale though was like this is like a huge poignant emotional moment that you just just ruined. Like you just got rid of it, and I yeah. don't know why they did that at all.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know.
0: That was one of the bigger ones. Well, like I said, that's kind of a small moment, but it's just kind of this like no, like I agree. I
1: really agree.
0: The um the final fight when they started reprising the songs is another one where. All of their songs throughout the the show, like, they're fun, they're dumb show tunes, it's a cartoon, but they are stupid, and this final fight is, is supposed to be a moment that is not stupid, and so when you're you're panning across them, and one guy, he's singing about how he wants to be a tulip stepper, and you pan over to this guy, and he's singing about his bullshit, and uh, Glendale's breathing in a bag, and it's like, none of
1: this fits
0: what's going I on.
1: I feel like they could have picked other musical moments from the show to repri- like to reprise there.
0: Yeah, because and... there are like really serious songs throughout this. They're not uh-huh. all fucking dumb and funny.
1: And there are even like some of the best moments in not even just season two, but also this episode are like reprisals of previous musical moments. Yeah. And yeah, like, I didn't dislike it as much as you do, but I definitely feel like they could have done it differently in a way that didn't feel as silly. <laughs> it's kind of funny,
0: because some of the really silly moments that did work, like, the, the whole army's frozen. Ryder's like, okay, I guess we're going like, to, you know, we're either going to lop them apart or we're going to push them in a hole and bury them alive. She doesn't care. And... Before they commit a war crime, Chad's like, "Okay, well, I gotta do some apologizing to Horse." And then she flies oh, yeah. up and just like starts has this huge list of shit he's been doing. Like that was really that was really funny.
1: that was very good. Where he talks about like how he was eating her hair for a year. Yeah, that was like just really stupid and silly, and I liked it.
0: <laughs> I I wish um I wish the the lady that basically fell in love with the nowhere king. I have no idea what her name is.
1: Uh, I think she's just canonically referred to as like mysterious woman. So I
0: wanted her to have a bigger part in this. And it it hinted like she was supposed to. And I'm guessing I got cut for time. Yeah, I think so. But considering how important she was and it's like she's with the bear tar who's like around but also just doesn't show up at the end.
1: I like them having like a goofy roommates relationship. And I wish that there had been a little more exploration of that.
0: Yeah, because I like it in concept. once again, like we're getting her backstory, and it doesn't quite fit. But I, I think they could have made it fit if they had like a f- a minute or two scene just to like really better establish like what the fuck they're doing together, and just yeah, uh, more payoff to the things we're getting.
1: Fun fact: uh, the I I've read somewhere from like an interview with uh, like show staff that. One of the reasons that the mysterious woman has purple hair is because she traveled back and forth from uh, centaur world back to, to her world. It like that was it's like slow, uh, slow having an effect on her. Oh, interesting. Mm hmm. I did like
0: I really like the Nowhere King as a character and his backstory. I found. Mm hmm. Not so much relatable, but at least, like, really interesting. Just, like, oh, I'm falling in love with this person, but she'll never love me for being a centaur, so I have to become a human. And when she, he's like, okay, I'll just get rid of the beast part of me. And there's a fucking, now there's a deer, and then there's him as a human. And it's like, that's really cool. And then he's, like, such an asshole to the deer. It's like, well, yeah, but you're the, the human part's the beast part. Like, there's so much, like, neat, like, metaphorical, symbolic mm-hmm. shit going on there that was really well done. And just, like, the fact that the general is actually the bad guy was a fun twist. I know when, oh, yeah. when he was, like, going to separate himself, it's like, I wonder if he'll be the general because he kind of has to be, because we, we've hinted that a bit and, and just, you know, whatever. But, like, it was cool. Like, it's a really great use of, like, the cast that they have and, and bringing him in and in a completely different way. Like, that was great storytelling. Though. I really like that. Yeah. I just remembered I was going to read the TV Tropes page for this show for this episode, and I totally forgot to do that.
1: You should pull it up. Let's see if there's anything fun. Yeah, I totally, it totally got me because I'm just a dum dumb, I guess. When, like, he separates himself and the human part is uh, the general, I was like, <gasps> like, it totally got me. <laughs> but, you know, I love it. I, oh. It hurts my heart so much, their whole thing. And, like, uh, he's like, I should make myself a family. But you're, like, committing atrocities and, like, hurting people. And you, like, ah, both of you caused this war.
0: Yeah, and for, like, completely selfish reasons, too.
1: Yeah. But also for love. Yeah. Well, sometimes when we don't feel that we are... Deserving of love based on some sort of innate quality, we feel like we have to do whatever it takes to keep that love because the idea is like you don't deserve the love, so like it could be taken away from you at any moment at any moment, somebody could realize like, oh, this isn't how things are supposed to be and it just be, it can become something that's so like horrific and toxic. And it is, it, 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 by the time it gets to that point, it's not about how much you love someone anymore. It's about how much you're willing to do to hold on to this idea, which is why I, I there, there's been a bit of, uh, like, there's been a range of opinions about the way that the Nowhere King was dispatched in, uh, this final episode. I thought it was uh beautiful and incredible, but not everyone else feels that way.
0: Yeah, there were some of the comments. I remember on, on Kim Cartoon, I scrolled down after that, and a couple people were like mad that the Nowhere King got killed. And it's yeah. like I don't know, man. He 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 started a war that racked like two planets and uh committed a shitload of like war crimes. It's like, uh, like cool motives, still murder. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you want him to do. Like, what, we're going to throw him in prison or something? Like, and that, the, the, the mysterious woman's got to feel like partly at fault for this because, oh, yeah. you know, and so she has to have some closure. And that's still got to be traumatic for her, too, because, like, I want to make you look like I did, you, you did when I fell in love with you the first time. And it's like, well, you're making this hard on yourself, lady. You could have just left him there. They're clearly dying.
1: Yeah, it's just like, I can't even imagine what it would feel like to have lived like decades with someone only to find out like this horrible thing that they have done, not just to themselves, but then also to like what is ostensibly now a separate being, keeping the elk in that tiny dungeon, like so small he couldn't even stand for 10 years i honestly i wish that we had also gotten more with her and like i know that we talked about like her and like the the bear earlier but also just like leading up to all of this like it feels like so much of her character arc is off screen and that's disappointing to me because she's really a standout character in season one like her song nothing good can stay is a certified bop like
0: it's one of those things where it's like what if what if we didn't have the bird tar episode what if we had an episode about her and i know the bird tars are kind of important because they show up in the final fight but
1: i have but also like none of the other centaurs that they have to go and recruit end up really being that important to the final confrontation.
0: No, I, I almost think like, like the cent- the regular centaurs that they meet that are like inbred royalty and the bird tars, <laughs> like that could have been one really weird, jam-packed kind of messy episode and then you have a full episode for more important shit.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree there because there is a lot of the the... The Centaur TM episode that is like just sort of bloated for no reason. And there's funny stuff there, and I like that, like, oh, yeah. Ted grew up there and
0: he's really traumatized by these people, and that's why he's a fucking dick. Yeah. And, like that, that's good stuff. I want I want more of that though. I don't want like the jokes with the Centaur TM characters, like, they went on so long until they stopped being funny.
1: And we never got. A Zulius backstory episode. Which honestly, like, became it's a joke. I'm okay with that. I I thought it was funny, but then also, like, it is just sort of disappointing that like he doesn't get a backstory episode. Him reconciling with Splendib just sort of happens immediately, even though they were like at each other's throats the last time they saw each other. Like I don't know. I just wanted a little more for Zulius. Yeah, he, he really does
0: get, like, sidelined. And then yeah. they make a joke about it. To be like, well, if we lampshade the sidelining, then and it's on purpose, right? And it's like, no, nah, you guys just didn't have enough episodes. It's
1: like, it still sucks. <laughs> we didn't need that many Twitter jokes.
0: Yeah. And and the, the, the Twitter joke thing, right? They tap on their eggs, and then, like, a fucking little demon chick falls out of the egg and like says the tweet and then dies like like that kind of weird shit in this where it comes back to like who is this for
1: I'm not gonna lie I thought that the like tweets being like literal like fetal birds was kind of funny but I also feel like it just sort of overstayed. like like we didn't need to do it as many times as we did yeah and that just again goes back to like not Properly managing time, you know? And I
0: I imagine making something like this is extremely difficult. And then you have oh, people above you saying, well, it has to have this in it. No, you can't do that. Like mm-hmm. I mean, Alex Hirsch talked about that a lot in uh in Gravity Falls document uh uh commentary, commentary. words hard.
1: Yeah, I can't even imagine like I know that Disney is probably going to be a little more micromanagey than Netflix, but also like I can't imagine that either is very easy by any stretch. Yeah. So yeah, but how did you feel about like the the whole last like the the scene with the the killing of the nowhere king? It was great. I mean, you know, it was it was it
0: was effective storytelling. It was kind of one of that that gun putt that gut punch i wanted especially since i was under the impression that Ryder was dead and mm-hmm. so it felt like extreme you know there's a certain like your lizard brain's like yeah we need some fucking revenge Let's do it uh th- there were it was a really really powerful scene i still think it's powerful even the, with Ryder being alive like i i have mm-hmm. no issues with that and i'm kind of surprised people did
1: yeah i i don't really understand uh but I know that it was a a contentious scene for some reason. I thought it was, I thought it was beautiful. I thought the like the reprisal of uh the Nowhere King's lullaby. Oh yeah, with, that was like, so Like the good. new lyrics, like oh my god, like that's the scene that really gets me is because it's just like so, it's so powerful, and I it just my heart breaks for mysterious woman who should have been given a name. Megan Nicole Dong, why did you not give her a name?
0: (laughs) Well, it's funny because Ryder doesn't have a name and Horse doesn't have a name.
1: I guess, but it's like you could have given her something other than Mysterious Woman. (laughs) Did you look up the TV Trips page?
0: Yeah, it's huge.
1: Yeah? Is there anything that uh, sticks out to you? I'm on the uh,
0: Your Mileage May Vary part, Mm -hmm. which is uh, kind of fun. So the alternate character interpretation with Stabby's... Philip Bonecrusher's transformation from a minotaur into a cartoony centaur world version of himself, something that was done more willingly in reaction to begrudgingly accepting the love he was shown and forced to accept, or are the effects of centaur world like a magical disease and he was transformed against his will, body, and mind into a toddler-esque form? Regardless of the morality of the discussion on if he is happy or post-transformation, there is an argument on how much free will was involved, if any.
1: It seems like something that you kind of have to accept into your heart. Because it only happens like once characters start to further embrace the sensibilities of Centaur World. Yeah, I um, my my first thought
0: because horse when she starts to transform in season one, she is horrified by it, and so I spent pretty much all of season one, I guess, thinking, oh, the longer you're in Centaur World, the more it transforms you. Like if you if you looked at a a piece of DNA through an electron microscope, it would be little centaur DNA. Like it, it physically fucks with you being in there. It's a weird magical place.
1: And that's partially what I think too. But I think that like, there's a, there's like an emotional element there, I guess. Yeah. It, it it's so interesting because it's season
0: one is great as horse hates being there. And you're just like, yeah, you, you were. This is like your version of hell. You went from <laughs> being on the battlefield and being very proud of your abilities to, basically like teletubby but stupider
1: i I don't i don't feel like i feel like teletubby is an appropriate comparison not that centaur world is stupider
0: yeah i'm I'm on the demographically inappropriate humor there's a lot here but some of these are pretty fun like chad implying a cave has a mouth hole and a second hole in the back i remember that that was good
1: that was very dumb
0: Glendale's transformation into a hardened criminal while in Moltar prison in Holes Part 2, including a teardrop tattoo, which is supposed to be a sign that she's killed someone. Yeah. In Johnny's Tea Time Best Competition, Quest for the Sash, horse dances- Horse's dance moves during her performance of Who Is She get very suggestive, which is true.
1: I also, like, I don't have this confirmed anywhere, but this is just my, like, gut feeling, is that the Be Best competition... The name of that was inspired by like a Melania Trump thing? Oh really? Yeah, there was like some sort of like I don't know, like an anti-bullying thing that she was involved with and uh yeah, it was like uh an anti-bullying campaign uh that m- First Lady Melania Trump uh put in place. And it was called, like, Be Best. And given some of the, like, sort of, like, winks and nods at, like, political humor uh, from the show, that it just, that felt like a reference. It felt like too specific a combination of words, I guess, also. Like, it just doesn't seem like something that someone would come up with organically.
0: Yeah. Let's see. At the beginning of Ride the Whale, Tar Shaman, it's revealed that Wilma Wink has a barely disguised fetish for merdudes, and it only gets worse from there. That was great, by the way. I loved that kind of shit so much. She
1: has, uh, she has, like, a fetish for, like, their their egg laying. It's,
0: yeah, it's so like, oh, wow, we have, like, male pregnancy in here.
1: (laughs) She makes zines that she makes Glendale put together. (laughs) I love that ten out of ten. That like, was very no, funny. No
0: notes. The whale tar, whale tar shaman saying those with problems and sadness come to her to end their suffering is an obvious metaphor for something incredibly grim.
1: Oh yeah, like the, suicide the whole whale. The whole whale tar stuff in season one is way darker than I anticipated this show going, and that was kind of when I started to realize, like, oh, like this show is good. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, that was a very shocking episode, but in, like, a good way. But another one of those, I'm like, who the fuck is this show for?
1: <laughs> it's Emily. It's for me. I don't know why they decided to make this just for me, but they did.
0: Like, uh, let's see. In the Riff Part 1, while wobbling- we Wamawink very much does the right thing, stopping Durbelton for giving his short, farewell poem to Horace just from the first verse alone. There once was a centaur named Wienus. <laughs> that got a really good laugh out of me, I remember yeah, that, that
1: one uh even when I was rewatching that episode earlier, i, I laughed again at that stupid joke
0: uh Zulu- there's a lot of uh, Zulius' thirst for sexy buff men. He's gay. yeah. I kind of I mean, like that he, like, gets with the the, the gay cat tar, too. See, like, as stupid like as that, that was, it was just no, like, you know what, fine.
1: I liked that they got together. I'm 100% fine with that. I didn't like that it was just, like, it just happened, you know?
0: And it's like, another one where, like, they're like, wait, I thought these two hated each other. And it's like, oh, I get it. We're not getting the backstory. That's part of the joke. But it's still like, but I want the backstory, though. Like, this is literal character development. You're just.
1: I mean, I at least want them to have, like, a a conversation about what happened between the two of them and then maybe they reconcile and like do all of the hoot nanny planning. Like that's fine. Mm-hmm. I just they were just back together. Like that just happened. And it's like, why did we devote an entire song to them being catty at each other if we were just gonna like just let them get like get back together. No conversation, nothing.
0: Fanvic Fuel. After Season 2 revealed the elk and the general were originally one centaur who was split in half, many fans have wondered how the main centaur herd would look if they were split as well. That is probably a shitload of fan art uh, there that I'm not going to go find.
1: I have been fortunate enough to not see much of that, so... Because I'm not interested in that. (laughs) Like, I'm just not.
0: It's generally accepted that Ryder's name is Ryder, or even Ryder with a Y. This is because among the central human characters, the name Ryder is the only one that could reasonably be someone's actual name.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I do find it interesting that, like, it never comes up that she has a real name. Yeah. If she does at all, I guess.
0: The idea that Horse and Rider were originally one centaur who was split apart and instantly no. toddlerhood, like, the old star has been explored. Yeah, I can see the fan. Oh. Oh, I can see
1: why people would write that, but no.
0: I bet the first person to write that fanfic felt fucking, like, like, Einstein.
1: Oh, yeah, like, the moment they got the idea, they were, like, so (laughs) galaxy-brained. Like, I think it's, I think it's fine if that's an idea that people are into, it's just not something that I would be interested in, and I certainly want it to, it wouldn't want it to be, like, canon. Oh my God! I wonder how much
0: weird fan art of the nowhere King there is, especially in his elk form.
1: I've seen a lot of really good nowhere King fan art. uh I follow the Centaur World tag on Instagram and I occasionally look on Tumblr at fan art and I haven't seen anything weird, but I've seen like like some really good fan art of the Nowhere King. The nowhere King is the type of character that like. Like, you'll see, like, cartoony artists doing fan art for the rest of the cast, but then when it comes to Nowhere King fan art, it's always, like, people that are just, like, fucking geniuses at whatever medium they're doing. There is no
0: Nowhere King fan art on E621.
1: No, that surprises me. I don't remember
0: what his name was as, a, as the ElkTar.
1: I think he was just ElkTar. Like, he was Elktar, and then he was the general.
0: Also none, So.
1: What about just Centaur World?
0: I, I can try that.
1: Oh, there's three pages. I see a lot of Hold uh, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna guess, I didn't hear what you said because I was se- talking over you to prevent hearing what you said. I'm gonna guess that the majority of it is Glendale followed by Horse or Wamawing.
0: So there's definitely a decent amount of Glendale stuff and extremely weird poses. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing, I'm I'm seeing some pretty well rendered uh versions of rider and horse having sex.
1: Oh, that's just that's just canon. <laughs> 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 I had to remember what show I was on, but then I felt even more emboldened to say it. There's some pretty good stuff with Zulius and the cat tar. Oh hell yeah, gay rights.
0: Yeah, it's mostly Glendale and there's definitely some Wama Wink stuff. Uh this one's Wama Wink having sex with it looks like the general.
1: Oh, I hate that.
0: She's saying, Don't worry, don't worry, honey, your Wama Mama Mama's here to take good care of you.
1: Oh. Yeah. That's
0: upsetting. <laughs> don't like that. Well wow, it's like a comic. There's like five five issues of this. Oh dear. Yeah.
1: Or should I say elk? Get it? Chad, that Yeah. Was a, that was a joke. You didn't laugh so I had to make sure you knew it was
0: a joke. There's a really upsetting fart fetish one that I'm going to send to no! you and Alice. No!
1: I will not look at it.
0: Okay, it's okay. It's not that bad. It's just stupid.
1: I'm not looking at it. Well, I see I see the Discord notification.
0: I feel bad for Alice now cuz she she doesn't know. <laughs> oh god, there's a really good one of Glendale having sex with some uh, uh uh the snowman <laughs> she's okay. going, how many snow dicks do you think I can fit in here oh. <laughs> trick question all of them
1: wouldn't they meld
0: <laughs> that's really funny though <laughs> someone probably had fun making that one
1: you know and that's really all you can ask oh when it okay. comes to cartoon, porn. we're gonna
0: finish on this one this is okay. the uh the the tornado tar with a giant dick oh that's great <laughs> made of wind Oh, that that's fantastic. that's wonderful. Ten
1: out of ten no I notes. like that.
0: that's clever,
1: so Chad, would you want there i I know that I made a joke about Centaur World the movie, and I said two things that you don't want, but if there was going to be a Centaur World the movie as like a cap to the end of the series, how would you feel about that? Would you have anything that you would want out of that? no i I,
0: I think the ending to the show was somewhat flawed, but it was a strong ending. You, okay. Because in order to do another one, they'd have to create a whole new villain, because the Nowhere King is gone. Unless you retcon the, the him dying, and I don't like that. So it's like, well, what do you do?
1: That would be the big question there. I would <laughs> think this maybe... one's pretty
0: funny, too. It's horse <laughs> from behind, and the, her tail is saying, talk about watching it for the plot, while her genitalia are drawn in fairly fairly detailed areas
1: okay uh i would think that for a movie they could maybe do something like simpler like i don't know like maybe a horse adjusting to her duties as a shaman and then like just sort of ending the movie with like her being more confident and like find having found her like permanent place as a resident of Centaur World, or like maybe Zulius and Splendid are getting married, and like there's a whole bunch of hubbub around uh like the wedding planning and execution of the wedding, or see, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know that that's where you kind of get into like.
0: It's like, hey, here's the Dragon Ball Z anime And here's the movies And all the movies are dumb Because they don't <laughs> They don't matter Or they really don't matter And that the stakes are nowhere near high, as high as they are In the actual show And that would be the problem here It's also why I didn't watch any of that other Steven Universe shit Because oh it, God, it doesn't need to vomit. exist And this, this would be the same thing Where it's like, no, you, the, show is, the show is over It had a very big climactic ending Anything else you do is just like an epilogue And epilogues almost always suck
1: I don't. I feel like there could theoretically be a decent Centaur World epilogue, and it'd be fine. It would just it would be really fine on what they did with it.
0: It would be fine, and I don't think it needs to exist. Like I, I, I don't. I don't need think more. it needs
1: to either. I would kind of like it because I wasn't super satisfied with the ending, but at the same time, like you know, I would also just be fine if. Megan Nicole Dong gets to make another really weird and wacky cartoon show like this was the first show that she ever made and like I'm fine if somebody's first show that they've ever made is maybe not like their magnum opus you know absolutely like I I would just be I would be perfectly satisfied if they just gave her another weird project that she got to go off and do you know yeah and it's one of those, like, I have, I have complaints. It
0: is a good show. I really enjoyed watching mm-hmm. it. I enjoyed telling my brother all the weird shit that happened because he doesn't have any <laughs> interest. I'm like, Joe, oh, you're never going to believe what happened, to, you know, this this time on Centaur World. I, I do that with my wife. It it was fun. I, I do have issues recommending this to people unless, like, oh, if you've been listening to this show and you know my bullshit taste and you're like, oh, I agree with Chad on a lot of his cartoon opinions. Yeah, give this one a go.
1: Even though we've already spoiled everything, if you've listened this hey, you know what, though? It's such a
0: well-animated show. Like, it is a gorgeous show, so, like...
1: Oh, honestly, yeah. That's something that I feel like we didn't talk about enough, and by enough I mean at all, is that it really is gorgeously animated. It is... One of the reasons I ended up watching it in the first place is because it is just, like, the animation is shockingly smooth for this weird netflix cartoon (laughs) yeah and like a lot of the character design is so good and so fun and like even just like random like one note background characters usually have like a weird funny design like my my (laughs) profile picture on facebook right now is a possum tar from season two (laughs) because in all fairness it looks exactly like me
0: I'm I'm scrolling down and trying to find you now, which shouldn't take that long because Twitter,
1: I on Facebook, not Twitter. Oh,
0: Facebook, that might take a little more. Oh, yep, there it is. Yeah, the 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 Moltars, the the gopher tars, that whole thing that showed up in season two was great. There's yeah. there's so many little things in this show that are really good. There's a lot of big things that are really good. Mm-hmm. The the attention to detail, though wonderfully done like you can tell that you know it's like okay this is someone's first show but they they went in it with that like that youthful energy of i have a first show
1: there were some really fun things that i got to see like since i watched it all today like seeing follow through of stuff that was in season one that carried over to season two because like there's a moment in season one where uh durpleton gets like a fortune that he's gonna be a dad or that someone near you is going to be a dad soon or something and then like that just seems like a silly one-off joke and then like you know season two happens and he has the whole stabby plot line yeah stuff stuff like that like i was I was pleasantly surprised by how many things that they, like, picked up from season one to carry out through season two. But the attention to detail, like, in all things, it's just great. Oh, we're at an hour five, do we want to call it there? Has it been an hour? What the fuck? Okay, yeah, we can do that. Since this is Opinions Are Cheap, uh, Chad, do we we have a Glad Space?
0: Yeah, let me look up the name of the band again, because it's fucking difficult to pronounce.
1: Okay. I have a glad space that I could tell you about while uh you do that. Okay. So, I recently watched Pride and Prejudice for the first time earlier this uh well, it was last week as of when whenever we record this. But uh I watched Pride and Prejudice with my friend who had also never watched it. We watched the 2005 movie with Kira Knightley of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean fame and notably uh Matthew McFadden, who is in Succession, the HBO show that I have brainworms about. And, uh, it was really fun getting to watch something that is like a classic with someone who also had very little preconceived notions about it. And we got to just sort of like be like the whole time, like, oh, this guy sucks. And then like it gets the end and it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> how romantic (laughs) (laughs) which like i have to tell you i know that romance is not your thing and straight romance is even less my thing but like there's a scene like right towards the end of the movie where like it seems like it would be a setup for like a kiss scene but instead they just like tenderly like touch foreheads and there's like a sunburst behind them like shining through like the space between both of their chins oh my god like way more emotionally affecting than any kiss scene could ever (laughs) it was just really it turns out pride and prejudice is really good maybe uh maybe the girlies in 18 the 1800s had something to go wild about as it turns out
0: I still need to read that. It's on my to-do list.
1: I never read it. I I've, I've never read any of uh that. It's kind of funny though, the the arena romance of thing. literature.
0: Oh, Alice. <laughs> why would you do this to me? <laughs> when it comes to the there's a couple songs by the uh the EDM guy named Alinium that are like really really hyper like emotionally romantic that I I, I adore and I'm just like oh this is this is what the normies feel when they have like the butterflies and stuff. Like you gotta you gotta put it to 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 dance music and electronica and give it a drop. <laughs> but now I now I get it. Now you're speaking my language.
1: Gotta make it relatable to you,
0: Alice. Why would you do this to me? I tried to do it to Emily, but she refused to look because she isn't a team player. <laughs> Alice is like, I wonder what my friends put in the group chat. What insightful things will they say?
1: No. <laughs> Wrong group chat for that, honorable
0: I'll let you type that. I was gonna, I was gonna respond basically with the same thing.
1: <laughs> um, so my glad space,
0: uh, the band. I want to say it's pronounced Aegion, but it's got L's in there. It's A L L E G A E O N. They dropped, okay. uh, they dropped a, an album last Friday. It's a uh, technical death metal. It is. I listened to it today. It's fucking great. I was a little nervous cuz it's like an hour and I was like god all these tech death albums being an hour none of them need to be that long. This one <laughs> this one uses its time really well. This album fucking goes hard. Uh so that that was really fun to work to and I recommend people go listen to it. That's
1: exciting.
0: So I think uh, I think that's our our episode of of Warrior Chats not about not about the the books this time but about cartoons. I
1: I thought about it, you know, in season 2 Ryder is always talking about that, you know, Horse is a warrior. So really this is also warrior chats.
0: What what clan is Horse in?
1: Oh god. I mean because Horse is like so protagonist, she's definitely in Thunder clan.
0: That's fair. She's got the uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Speaking of cats, uh there's I don't think Maybe I did or maybe I didn't talk about it in an episode of Warrior Chats, who knows? But there is like a a game that is essentially Stardew Valley but Warrior Cats and it's called Cattails. And there's I don't know if it's like a like a spin off or an update or a sequel that's coming out, but there's gonna be new Cattails content. So I'm excited about that. And then obviously Weed Cat
0: from the new Pokemon.
1: Oh yes, of course.
0: There, we've we've we filled our cat quota.
1: Starter. This was made for me.
0: I can't wait till they ruin it when you evolve it.
1: (laughs) No, I will give her an Everstone, (laughs) (laughs) like I do
0: with most of my starters. That's fair. Well, I guess uh, goodbye, everybody. Bye.